rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now 8.03 a.m., and you are listening to Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. It is a warm, sunshiny, beautiful day outside, nonetheless. Uh, the sun is beaming. It is a little bit uh, hot, I have to say, uh, but I do want you to know that despite the heat, Treadwell is open. So shout out to Treadwell. Get your coffee on. We have ours on in the studio. Uh, I'm joined today by a friend of the show, Mr. Joseph Weber. Hello. What's up? What's up? Good to see you, brother. Good to see you. All claps will be live until we get the clap button. <laughs> uh, Joseph is a photographer and a future pilot. But we're going to get into that part of the episode uh, shortly. To let you guys know who we are, uh, Good Morning Aurora is a voice for the underserved. So that is our veterans, our seniors, our undocumented residents, and our LGBTQ residents as well. Besides that, we are proud to be the second largest city's first daily news podcast and an outlet to learn all things Aurora, what's taking place locally, and what's to come. Uh, today, the weather, here, here it is. This is going to sound great. 66 and sunny. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, that's, that's just absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's going to get up to 74, looks to be the high today. Uh, I hope that you guys enjoyed the live stream last night uh, on the venue, Facebook, and YouTube page, uh, The Bluegrass. It was, it was good. A brother did tune in for a little bit. Check it out. You know, bluegrass is a, a good style of music. I like the blues. Uh, shout out to B.B. King, rest in peace. But knowing that and the music, or excuse me, the similarities between the music, it was very interesting indeed. Um, did you check it out? I did not, but I saw it on Facebook for sure. The live, and that was at SciTech, correct? The live stream? Uh, I think it was. No, no, that was Aurora Downtown. Oh, was okay. That, uh, so I, that was good too. Yes. That was good. Yes, I saw that. Uh, they were out there uh, on SciTech's back patio. Yeah, they had beautiful of. weather for it last yep. night, so good. Yeah, it was really good. All right. Kids Eat Free on Sunday is back at Gillerson's. Uh, uh, kids Meal is free with the purchase of an adult entree, and that's every Sunday from noon to 7 p.m. Gillerson's is downtown. The address escapes me at the moment, but it's directly across the street from Valley Dolls, and it's directly next to uh, Indiro Coffee. So shout out to Gillerson's. Cape Con, schedule of events. Cape Con is coming to the Aurora Public Library. Space is limited. You can register at aurorapubliclibrary.org slash events. Um, now, Cape Con, for you fellow comic book enthusiasts out there like me, uh, Cape Con is going to be dedicated to comic books. And the name would suggest dressing up. And uh, if we listen to their schedule, it's highly encouraged. Uh, Monday, August 10th, there is a grab-and-go swag bag pickup. Okay, so grab-and-go swag bag pickup. Tuesday, the 11th, there's a 2 p.m. virtual craft demo, how to make your own pom-pom popper. Uh, also on the 11th at 6 p.m., there's the live superhero trivia. Okay, I'm taking part in that. The 12th, 10 a.m., live head-to-toe cosplay sewing seminar. 
the 13th, which is Thursday, 7 p.m., live comic book making with author and illustrator Jarrett Lerner. The 14th, Friday, at 3 p.m., Family Cosplay Parade. Very cool. And the 15th, Saturday, is at 10 a.m., live, not lost in translation, how comics create cultural connections panel discussion. I'm definitely taking part in that. You know, here's the thing, listeners. If you're a Marvel Comics fan like me, you know that in especially the periods of the time, the civil rights movement uh, and after, comic books were being made. And they were reflecting what's going on. Don't forget, Peter Parker was in college during that turbulent time in America. And it's reflected in the writing and some of the, um, uh, some of the material in some of our greatest comic books, Uncanny X-Men, for example. Um, so I, we should all take part in this on the 15th at 10 a.m. live. Not lost in translation. How comics create cultural connections panel discussion. Um, my son loves Spider-Man with Miles. And I'm happy that he got to see a character like that um, and imagine himself. Aurora Public Art, virtual summer programming. All this week, today we have the Animal Draw Along with Jen Keller. Tomorrow is the Foodie Friday culinary demonstration. That will be streaming live on the YouTube and Facebook page of Aurora Public Art. That's brought to us in conjunction with the City of Aurora and the Rotary Club of Aurora. Shout out to the Rotary Club. All right. Mr. Rawls. His next show coming up is going to be tomorrow at St. Charles, excuse me, at Global Brew in St. Charles. The 25th, he will be at Q Bar in Darien, and the 31st, he'll be at Grandma's Wine Bar in Lakemore, Illinois. Michael Rawls, country, Americana, classic rock, and blues artist. Uh, he performed most recently at McCarty Mills down on River Street across from the Aurora Public Library. Shout out to Michael Rawls. Good man. Keep it up. Strumming along. Strumming my bang with his <laughs> fingers. I'm not going to sing on the mic, y'all. I'm not going to sing on the mic. Beyond the Walls, an exhibition of graffiti, street art, and beyond. Gallery 1904, 1 East Benton, Aurora. That's the old Aurora Public Library, for those of y'all who, who know what's up. Um, it's also the home of the American Legion Post 84. Shout out to the American Legion. Friday, August 7th. This will be from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. at VizoArts.com. Uh, well, it'll be at Gallery 1904, but uh, you can find out information about this and what the squad at Bezel Arts is doing at VizoArts.com. There's going to be a lot of featured artists there. Shout out to the uh, all of the artists in Aurora that we know and those that we don't know and have not met yet. But a uh, big shout out to that. You can also get free masks Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 8.30 to 5 p.m. at the Aurora Fire Department House number 8, which is on McCoy Drive. Um, Mask Up Aurora is a initiative that we'd like to stress. Hashtag Mask Up Aurora. Uh, we must remember that we are still in the middle of a pandemic, so we need to stay safe, stay healthy, continue to socially distance, continue to wear masks, wear uh, where necessary and uh, please stay safe guys because this is not funny uh, in Chicago there appears to be a reimposition 
not of the original phases and their restrictions, but certain restrictions, like the bars are now closed and closing. Um, and this is happening in California and Florida as well. So please stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your body. Brush your teeth. <laughs> Jump to the polls. State ID and voter registration drive. Free state IDs uh, and voter regi- voter registration Friday the 24th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Building Strong Millennials is committed to combating low voter turnout in, com- in our communities. The Illinois Secretary of State is providing on-site state ID renewals and, veg- and voter registration services. Join us for a day of fun and food as we fight for better voter turnout. This will be held in Chicago, St. Sabina's Church, 1210 West 78th Place. Now, this is the second event that St. Sabina's had in the last month. Uh, so shout out to St. Sabina. You can register to volunteer, jump to the polls. Documentation is needed. They will be providing uh, renewed state IDs, but you will need a birth certificate or a social security card, mail renewal, mail or expired ID. All right, and we'll post this on our social media so that all you guys can check it out because the register to volunteer link is rather long, and I'd rather you look at it and apply it as opposed to me speak it and you forget it. All right, the time is now 8.12 a.m., and we're going to jump into our conversation with friend of the show, Mr. Joseph Weber. And again, glad to have you on the show, man. Thank you so much, Mr. Curtis. I mean, this is an absolute uh, opportunity, blessing. I'm so excited to be here, and man, this is just awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Good to see you. All right, so for the listeners, um, introduce, uh, well, you told us who you are. Where you're from, where'd you grow up, where you go to school? So uh, right now, I am a senior at Lewis University in Romeoville, Illinois. My degree is actually aviation business with a minor in unmanned aircraft systems, the drones. Right. Um, I was born actually in Winfield, Illinois, but my dad is from Aurora. He's mm-hmm. from uh, Pigeon Hill. So Shout out Pigeon Hill. <laughs> yeah, we one of the Pigeon Hill people. <laughs> yeah, we have a few Pigeon Hillers on right, the show. Right. What's up? So uh, I currently reside on the far uh, southeast side. Okay. Um, been there for well, pretty much all my life, so right. about 19 years. Okay. So, and really quickly, I want to do a shout out to my sister. Today's her birthday, so 19 years old. All so right. love you, Mary. So proud of you and your accomplishments, and wish you all the very best. All right. Shout so. out to uh, Mr. Weber's sister, Mary. Hope you heard that. Tune in to the Second Largest City's First Daily News Podcast All live. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very cool. Winfield. Uh, been to Winfield. Been around Winfield. Winfield is a very uh, – now, that's – well, um, that's not can- where Cantigny is, is, is Yeah. It? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mack Road. Yep. Round about there. Yeah, Cantigny. That's a really cool place. Yeah, so I actually – my house is right across from Cantigny. So. Yeah, I love it over there. Um my mom and certain family members, we meet up sometimes for their brunch. Go over there on Sunday when they have that brunch buffet. Well, back when they did before COVID, sure, we just sure. go out there and hang. Uh, very cool. So, Lewis University, and your minor is in unmanned aircraft systems, the drones. Yep. Um, where did the interest come for, from that? It's whatever. honestly the photography. So, um, we're going to talk about aviation a little bit later, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But so I had to make a decision. Do I want to fly the airplane or take pictures from the airplane? Because you can't do both. And um, with the emerging technology of drones and the aerial photography, it's like, well, this is a booming business. It's growing really quickly. And this is something I should, you know, kind of look into. Mm-hmm. And uh, since recently I've bought a drone, I've been practicing on it, you know, up and down, left and right. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get ahead before classes start. There you go. Um but yeah, aerial photography is definitely my favorite type of photography. So trying to com- 
find both passions of aviation and photography together. Um, now, I've been familiar with your work. It is, for anyone interested in uh, Mr. Weber's pictures, If you've, you've probably seen a lot of them, actually. If you follow the downtown Auroran, I believe, or the Aurora downtown page, mm-hmm. um, or simply if you look at some recent uh, pictures and hashtags and posts in Aurora, uh, you've probably seen some of Mr. Weber's work. Uh, I was familiar with his photography before having a chance to meet him today, but it's very good, um, and your night shots <laughs> I particularly like. Yeah, I like uh, coming down here at night. I'm trying to capture Aurora in some more dramatic weather. That's my next goal. But um, yeah, Aurora, it's just a, it's a special place. I love the architecture. I love the scenery. You know, we got the river, which mm-hmm. makes it even better. The water scenes. Um, unique features, the star on top of Leland Tower. Yes, yes. So, I mean, Aurora is basically where my photography started to unfold, for sure. What's the best thing about Aurora? The best thing about Aurora? You know, we're the second largest city, but there's that small town feel to it. You know True. what I mean? Yeah, I've, uh, I've before, you know, I mean, the numbers are there for anybody to see, but it still does not feel like the second largest city right. in, in Illinois. I mean, Chicago's big. It does not feel like we're the next big, you know. It, totally. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so there is the there is the hometown feel. And what I also like about Aurora is the fact that you can be from any side of town or on any side of town and mm-hmm. go uh, across town and find something very cool, something that's going to take your, you know, gather people and get their attention. Uh, sure. River Edge Park. Yes. You know, really looking, to, uh, looking forward to when the show's come back to that mm-hmm. i start taking photography there okay uh, that's where i really first started getting my uh, my photographic bones you know trying to capture people and make them look good and have that one stand out at the right moment oh yeah you know th- those <laughs> those kind of pictures you know where in a crowd of people maybe that one guy with a dog right or whatever yeah oh um, totally totally now what do you shoot with so I've been shooting Nikon. Okay. Uh, when I first started out here in downtown, I had a little Canon point and shoot. All right. So I just when <laughs> I I so going back to kind of my background, I did go to Wabonzi Community College for two years. Okay. So when going here to the downtown campus, Wabonzi Community College. Yeah. Woo woo. Go Chiefs. <laughs> so <laughs> I might walk here from the parking lot to campus. I'd have my point and shoot and just you know take some pictures and right. you know started really liking it and taking more pictures and mm-hmm. it's like hmm you know. <laughs> So, and then I bought a Nikon 3400, which is a good starter uh, camera with the interchangeable lenses. And I just bought my full frame Nikon just like two months ago, right. uh, D750, and that's what I've been shooting with now. Um, do you have any favorite photographers? Yes, yeah, so a lot of shout outs here. One is Randy Benzie, who's also done a lot of photography in Aurora. He's shout out. done amazing work and offered me a lot of wisdom, which I really appreciate. Uh, Ramisha Wood, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, but you've posted some awesome pictures on Facebook of downtown that I really admire, so shout out to you. Shout out. Um, yeah, and then some of the people that have hired me, Fox Valley developers who are working on the Copley project. Um, Marissa, oh, yeah. Yes, Marissa Amoni and Gina Salamoni from the Streetscape Committee. Shout uh, out. Marissa has hired me for some of the uh, First Friday events, so 
you know, very inspiring. Thank you. Fernando from Leland Tower Operations has been very inspiring as well. Shout out. Leland so, Tower yeah, a lot, lot of, yeah. <laughs> no, lot, lot of shout outs. That's, that's, that's what it's about. Um, Leland Tower Operations. Uh, property manager. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, Leland Tower, boy, they've got some, uh, they've got a lot of history. Yes. And some of the best shots I've seen in Aurora have been taken out of Leland Tower in some direction or angle. Um, even some shots I've seen just taken from windows of right. various parades um, and things like that. Um, with, so we gave shots to our local photographers. Do you have any national photographers or or historical photographers that you uh, hmm. like? National. I mean, moving out of Aurora, there's Barry Butler in downtown Chicago. So yeah. not I'd say really national, but a little bit more local. But he's been really inspiring to me because we kind of share the same vision of capturing the beauty in the city. Mm-hmm. Um Barry Butler gets up every morning, captures the sunrise, every sunrise, and captures every sunset. And that's, it's like, wow, that's a lot of dedication. You know, I, I couldn't do that. If you guys are hearing that, that's construction. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the construction. Yeah, no, shout out to construction. But, they got to uh, work too, man. Barry Butler from Chicago and also Nick Uvalieri from Chicago as well. Uh, I attended one of his workshops at the John Hancock Center. Okay. Where he talked about how he shoots pictures of lightning in the city. So, oh boy, yes. So, um, lightning is another thing that I've been trying to experiment with. You know, I like dramatic weather in pictures. Yeah. Um, haven't been lucky with lightning in downtown here, but outside in the country, I've gotten some pretty good shots. Uh, outside in the country, like rural Oswego. Oh, yeah, yeah, where there's way more open, space. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when I see, when I see uh, nature photography, the lightning photography, the, the stormy weather photography, some of the best dark cloud photography mm-hmm. um i feel like those are speaking a different language um i mean of course there's a different element to a sunrise and a sunset right but is it more than just capturing the shot for you a lot of your pictures to me uh like on your instagram especially uh-huh they seem like they are uh dare i say you're not just trying to capture a shot. It looks like you're trying to capture like a moment. I've noticed like the, the your mm-hmm. most recent three pictures on Instagram are like darker shots. Okay. I see a transition where you're really trying to get there with the the stormy, you know, the weather and everything. Um, what are you trying to accomplish when you shoot? I'd say it's definitely capturing the moment. I mean, I don't know if you've seen my rainbow picture from the parking garage. Yes. There's the rainbow over Leland Tower. I mean, the rainbow was only there for five minutes, so I was hustling, (laughs) running down the street with my camera and Mm -hmm. tripod to get there, um, and then it was gone. So just trying to capture that moment where it's like, wow, look at that. That's part of the action. That's part of it. Right. That's part of it. And most other people aren't – most other people are just trying to make themselves look good in a a picture or just simply trying to catch the food they're eating on the date with the boyfriend. Right. There's nothing (laughs) wrong with that. Right. But – when the fireworks happened on the 4th, mm-hmm. okay, they started rather early, just started getting dark and they're going off. Then I heard, like, the, you know, the cacophony of them. Sure. So I got to the um, top deck of the parking garage right over here okay. on top of Subway. Yes. Uh, trying to get those shots. And just like you, hustling, mm-hmm. you know, in shorts and a tank, to just, <laughs> you know, weaving my way, trying to get over there. Hurry up, car, hurry up, car, get back. Right. Trying to get up there to get it. Um, because yeah, it's a therapy thing kind of for me. 
Definitely. You know, uh, we talked about the flags, too, the American flags. Yes, yeah, so um, also shout out to Curtis, who is part of the Aurora Area Veterans Council. Um, I really wanted to somehow bring about red, white, and blue, some patriotic decorations to Aurora uh, from Memorial Day, uh, 4th of July. Uh, I don't have any plans for Veterans Day yet, but I want to do something mm-hmm. since I'm starting right. you know, on a roll here. Um, you know, as a photographer, you notice like little things. And I remember a few years ago, I noticed, you know, it's 4th of July and Memorial Day and there's not really any flags out. No. It's like, no. what's going on here? And, I, and I'm not saying that's, you know, you know, a bad thing or whatever, but it's like, maybe we could do better. And it's like, well, if I invest in some money or get some support, maybe I could just put up some little flags, a little bit of red, white, and blue to just honor the, honor the day, honor the season. And, um, I thank the Streetscape Committee, again, Marissa Amoni and Gina Salamoni for offering some donations. And shout out to my sister as well for helping me uh, put the decorations up and take them down. This is the most shouts in an episode. It's yeah, I'm sorry. The <laughs> lot, time is now 823 a.m. I know. Listen to Good Morning Aurora. But a lot this of shout already, outs. Yeah. A lot of people. I really yes. appreciate your help. It's a blessing. Yes, what's up? So, I mean, thank you to the veterans, the active service members. Um, you know, I have family that's been in the military and is still in the military, so I know what right. it's like. Right. I know what it's like. Um, in our current social climate, mm-hmm. photography is very, um, how could I put it? People have been taking pictures all the time. They were taking pictures during the Civil Rights era. They were taking pictures during the Space Age. They yes. were taking pictures during uh, our conflicts. Shout out to Walter Cronkite, who actually started recording and reporting on Vietnam and brought it to the kitchens of America. In our current social climate, I'm seeing a lot of great photography. Mm -hmm. I really am. What's your opinion of what you see in in our current social climate with things going on in different cities and things like that? Are you seeing good photography coming out of that and... Or is that something that you're even interested in because of the nature of what's being shot? Well, you know, I've never really considered that, you know, that question. But, I mean, we're telling a story as photographers. Right. And, I mean, I was down here after the protests and the riots the day after when the cleanup was happening. Right. And it was amazing to capture the people with the brooms and the, you know, garbage bags and boarding the windows. I mean, you're really telling a story. And... For me as a photographer, I really try to capture the beauty that's out there and the positivity because there is a lot of beauty out there. And it seems like too often times we're always focused on the negatives. Well, it's like maybe we could showcase some of the positives as well. Right. I like that. I like that. I think there has to be a balance. See, right. this is why um, – and, and uh, we're, we're not getting on the subject. This is wholly on the subject because this <laughs> show is also dedicated to uh, you know, the news and speaking on what's going on. When I, as a veteran, look at what I see in our current social climate and stuff like that and the photography, I like it because I know that there's veteran photographers or photographers who are veterans out there taking those shots and everything like that. I want as much to be seen, although I do feel like there is less and less of American representation. Mm Mm-hmm. In today's social climate, when you see the flag, maybe the people in the picture aren't doing nice things to it. And I don't like that. 
the story needs to be told. But I also do believe, to your point about putting the flags out there and doing something, no mm-hmm. matter who you are. You don't got to be a, in working in City Hall to do that. Right. When I see that, that's what catches my eye because I like to see a balance no matter who the hell is doing it. Sure. That's why I've always been proud to just start taking pictures with the cell phone and then work my way up, you know, because I think the shot has to be taken. Right. You know? Again, it's it's the story being told. I mean, you know, you could take a picture, you could Photoshop it, all that stuff, but it's the story. That, that's the meat and potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite picture, favorite image, favorite photograph? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I do not have one favorite picture, but I can say I do have a handful of favorite pictures. Uh, Are there any that the audience would know, any iconic photographs or anything like that? Well, um, you've probably seen the Leland Star on the Moon. That's definitely my favorite picture. Or not my number one favorite, but one of my probably top five. Mm -hmm. So um, the rainbow in Leland Tower that I took a few weeks ago, it's up there. yeah, but I couldn't say I have a number one favorite, though, that's for sure. Okay. Uh, I like, I'm an Ansel Adams guy. I like a lot of his photography. He's an older photographer. Um, and there's a few other photographers. Their names um, escape me at the moment, but they run around and shoot. Uh, the guys from Visual Arts in, yes. in Aurora, they they take a lot of good shots. Um, and then there's a couple others. Um, there's a guy in St. Charles that I've been following. Um Man, his name escapes me. I don't have time to go through it on the mic and the, the Instagram. But he takes a lot of good shots of the nature mm-hmm. out there. And uh, wherever that big fan is in Batavia or oh, Fabian Parkway. F- yes, Fabian, Fabian Parkway. Yeah, that's, yes. that's what it is. Uh, he takes a lot of uh, nature shots around there, and I really like those. That might be Randy Benzie. Might be. Okay. Maybe it is. Okay. Is he? Does he live in St. Charles? Oh, I don't know, but okay. I know he's gone up and down the Fox River taking different shots. So. Okay, maybe because I've uh, I think I've seen this guy actually like, you know, say that he's a resident of St. Charles somewhere. But anyway, it might be Randy. There's a lot of people whose uh, uh, photographs I've seen, but I just don't know, you know, don't know who they are. Sure. Um, the time is now 8:28 a.m. and you're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And that noise you hear in the background is construction. <laughs> So that's how that's how real we're coming. That's how real we're coming. It's, it's so blue collar. You got these guys sweating over here, knocking down the wall as I'm trying to record. But that's cool though. They got to work too, you know. Definitely. Um, what kind of music you listen to? Well, I have a variety of music. I like country, um, a lot of pop, a lot of older music. Okay. Uh, older like oh, like ninety four seven. You know, rock and roll kind of stuff. Okay. So. Yeah, a little bad company, a little Ozzy or something like that. A little bit. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't say I have a favorite song, but you know, probably some of the older stuff is more of my favorite. Okay. So not not too much into rap, but I mean, a few Usher songs. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Quote hey, of the I, day. I, let me say this: If I like the song, it makes me feel good. I listen to it again. You know. Right. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> um, so let's talk aviation. Yes. All right. Let's talk aviation. Now you are a future pilot. Yeah, so that that's my goal. Um, right now, I'm honestly focusing on the photography to get me there. Okay. So trying to save, save, save with the photography, and then when I get to a certain point, hopefully switch back to flight lessons on a regular basis uh, so that I can get my ratings and hopefully get my pilot's license. All right. Let me say this. When I saw, when we became Instagram friends and I peeped you out and everything like that, Joseph, what you got the, the the picture with you in the cockpit? Yes, I believe. 
uh, future pilot, that's strong. Don't lose it, man, because you're going to get there. Like you are you are a dedicated brother. I can tell that. I knew that just by, like, peeping out what you do. You are a dedicated brother, so keep up, man. No oh, matter what, you that. will be that pilot, bro. You I appreciate that. that. Uh, what sparked, what sparked uh, a desire for flying? Okay, well, this is a long story, but I'll try to shorten it up. Go ahead. <laughs> so my grandfather had a big influence on me. He's since passed in 2015. Um, but he used to take me to the airport when I was a little kid, the DuPage Airport, when they had their uh, family days. Right. Or just to drive around to watch the airplanes take off and land. And then we have a place in the UP of Michigan as well where he would... Shout out to the Upper Peninsula. Yes, beautiful country up there. But um, he'd take me to the local airport. we just watch airplanes, you know, take off and land. And it was 2007 that we went down to Morris Airport and they had their Young Eagle flights where, you know, the pilots volunteer their time, their plane and um, fuel to take kids up for their first flight. And that was really something for me to experience flying for the first time. And About how old were you? Th uh, that was third grade, so probably eight or nine. Yeah. So um, then I just got hooked. I mean, seeing the world from above is just amazing. Yeah. Yes, it is. So that's where I say, you know, taking pictures from an airplane to flying an airplane. <laughs> yep. Um, where the, you know, that's where the drones come in. But, yeah, that's kind of the aviation story. My grandfather had the biggest influence on me. And he was never a pilot, which is the interesting thing. He just loved, you know, modern engineering marvels like aircraft and really inspired him, really inspired me. And that's kind of how it unfolded. There was a wonderful documentary on the History Channel, and it talked about the um, some of the technological achievements and discoveries that have been made uh, in aviation and aerial photography up to the present based on conflicts mm -hmm. uh as a vet you know I, i've watched a lot of documentaries and stuff like that about uh like world war one um and it's amazing that in biplanes you know over german lines mm -hmm. uh, seeing some of the earliest photographs i mean these guys had cameras look like coolers yes <laughs> yeah. one guy's flying the damn plane the guy back here with the machine gun is flying over german lines and snapping these pictures with this contraption right no I little mean, handheld device <laughs> no no i mean he it's not a cell phone he's doing this he's not snapchatting he's got a thing that's about the size it's like you're you, you know the the circumference of your steering wheel trying to get that done over an active uh, war zone. It's just it's just fascinating what what um, trying and dedication and achievement will do, sure. you know. And the the marvel that's that's what it's all about too. And even with the drones too. So I got a textbook um, that I was starting to read for class, and drone technology was actually experimented in World War One, you know, with just different remote control aircraft. Mm -hmm. And it's like that's amazing to yeah. think how far we've come from just some experiments, and then you know today we're we might be delivering packages with exactly. drones. Yes, that's yep. crazy. Um, is there a is there a favorite aircraft? Favorite aircraft? Yes. Or so. a, was there one? Uh, I guess uh, I guess maybe you do have a favorite one, but it, was there one when when the spark was 
planted. Yes. Was it one that you said, like, I'm going to fly the... Yes, yes. It's a kind of a funny aircraft. It's actually a Beechcraft 1900D. Okay. So in Michigan, where my grandfather and I used to... Shout out um, Michigan. Yes, shout out Michigan again. <laughs> Three Rivers, what's up? <laughs> so um, Skyway Airlines, Midwest Connect, flew okay. their blue Beechcraft 1900s. And that became known as the blue airplane to me. That's <laughs> That was my story as a little kid. I'd have to go with my grandfather to see the blue airplane, which right. is the Skyway Beechcraft. And I actually bought a replica model that's in my room of what the plane used to look like. <laughs> yeah, I'm not up. kidding. I'm not I kidding. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was the aircraft. And then um, also a little bit more locally was the Lima Lima flight team. I don't know if you've ever heard of them before. They used no, to be stationed at Napier Aero, uh, Aero States off of. Oh, I know Aero States. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fit, uh, what's that? 83? Yeah, Montgomery Road over Montgomery there. Road, yeah, yeah. When it goes across 59. Right. Yeah, yeah. So Lima Lima flight team, that was another thing that was kind of cool to see flying over the house when they did their formations. And mm -hmm. you catch maybe one or two soloists practicing around here now. I don't know if the group is still together or not, but um, more locally, that was a, you know, some aircraft that I enjoyed. Are they residents of Aero Estates? Uh, like a, is it a club of people who live in Aero States who have craft? It, it used to be. Okay. used to be, yes. The flight team, I should say. So like I said, I don't know if they're still together or not anymore. Yeah. But. Um, for those unfamiliar with Aero Estates, if you if – I, I mean, it happened frequently. I can recall going up and down 59 from many a stretch and seeing just planes over there. I, what's that, Costco? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or wherever. You know, if you're at Montgomery and 59, that light about to go across, you're at Calvary Church right there, you never know. You mm -hmm. Look up in the sky, is it a bird? Is it a plane? It, it could be. <laughs> it it is could a plane. Be. <laughs> yeah, it is a plane, <laughs> most likely. Um, the when I when I fly, I haven't flown in a, in a in quite a while. When I fly, I feel a slight anxiety or nervousness. Mm-hmm in the um, ascent. Okay, so leaving that runway and getting up there to cruising altitude. I think that's just a natural thing that everybody feels a little bit of nervousness and whatnot. Um, I'm curious, have you ever felt? All, all the time. Okay, yeah. all yeah. right. I mean, because you, you, you have this you have this realization like you have a floorboard and then a thousand feet below you of yes. just air. You know what yes. I mean? So, yeah. But then the excitement happens. I mean, when you see, you know, the area from a different perspective, it's like, holy cow. Right. I mean, when I took some flight lessons from the Aurora Airport, you had, you know, the Chicago skyline on the horizon. It's like, wow, look mm -hmm. at that. Um, and then obviously the little farms, downtown Aurora from above, I mean, I've flown around Aurora from above. It's absolutely beautiful. Really? Yep. Yeah. I mean, you get to see, you know, Stope Island and the buildings on the island with the river and just amazing perspective. When um, when I see a pilot, mm -hmm. I see a person who is uh, in, in command of the craft, knows what he's doing. It appears, you, you know, it, I, I see a person with a, a weight on their shoulders and a responsibility. Yes. What is a pilot to you? I would, and I would describe it just like you did. I mean, flying is a mission. 
you have to plan for it ahead of time. You have to execute it. You have to have, you know, backup plans. Or you might have to think on the spot if something goes wrong. I mean, you're ultimately your mission is taking off, responsibly carrying out the flight and landing safely, as well as taking care of the plane, taking care of yourself. I mean, pilots have to go through medicals. Um, your ratings, keeping up with your ratings through regulation. There's a lot that goes into it for sure. When when I see um, when I see planes of different style and type and everything like that, and again, I'm, I'm just using terms that I that I think apply. I you know, so sorry if I'm getting these wrong, but when I see different kind of planes and things like that, or when I see some of the enthusiasts mm -hmm. take out some of the old school planes, you know, if they when they start firing, uh, uh, flying those World War II Spitfighters again, going out taking them out. Um, when I see that, I think about the planes of today and then some of those older planes, and I kind of worry for the enthusiasts, you know what I mean? Um, my question is, what are the atmospheric or natural elements in flying, and how critical are they despite the airplane? I mean, I mean, we, you talk about you got to think quick right. on the spot. What can happen when flying? It, it's it, anything. I mean, anything could go wrong. I mean, that's why, first of all, you have your checklist to make sure that you, you know, examine the plane ahead of time, examine yourself ahead of time. There's actually checklists for pilots, too, believe it or not. I did um, not know that. There's uh, acronyms called, like, I'm safe, you know, illness, are you on medications, are you hungry, did you drink enough? That's just kind of like a mental checklist, I should say. Um, but weather i mean weather is unpredictable really what would hunger have to do with it well if you haven't eaten enough and you know you feel like you're hungry your mind could go somewhere else uh, your body doesn't have the energy to think quick uh, your reaction time could be slow um but as far as other hazards the weather for sure turbulence icing is a major concern especially here you know when it gets it's in the winter time. It's cold, and there's a lot of humidity. Ice forming on the wings. Um, you got to be careful with that. That's pretty dangerous. Hmm. Uh, what else? The thing is, most incidents happen are a chain of events, and you try to prevent that chain from forming because at the end of the chain is usually the accident. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So if you don't let that chain form, then your chances of an accident or incident are way less. So that's why you go through your checklist, your mental checklist, the weather, preparing yourself, um, listening to ATC. I haven't even mentioned ATC. That's probably the most Aurora important as well. Traffic control. Air traffic control. Air traffic control, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot that goes into it. It's a, The cockpit is busy. Right. Um, what role does air traffic control play uh, to a to a pilot, I know what role it plays. This is for the listeners that that don't know. Flesh that out. I know it's more than just taking and receiving commands. Right. So you have various points in air traffic control. Like first, you have your ground maneuver, which is actually getting around the airport itself. Right. I mean, if you've ever driven past O'Hare, you know how many planes are all over the place. Oh, over! So, holy cow! Yes. Yeah, so I mean, but I mean, I'm talking on Mind the ground. alone right now. You're yes. Right. That's true. So you have your ground controllers, then you have your local t controllers, you know, which do the takeoff and landings. Um, 
making sure that the landing pattern is safe around the airport. Then you move on to your TRACON, which there's a TRACON in Elgin, which is your TRACON, Tracon Terminal Aerial Control Approach. Uh, they work on as soon as you take off to get you to the next set of airspace, as well of as well as the airspace coming in the land. It's it's a lot of terminology. It's very confusing, so I'm trying to simplify it as much as mm -hmm. I can. And then you have your en route controllers, which we have right here by Mercy Hospital, the FAA building. Right. So they're the ones taking you through different sections across the nation, different airspaces. And they work on your cruise altitude. So when you're up there and they're serving you the peanuts and the, the drinks. So <laughs> wow. During that time, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so <laughs> Mind vote, right. You know, maybe you got the in-flight movie. I don't know. You know, are your chips up? The, the pilot's not doing that, by the way. I'm just to let you know. So, <laughs> but, right. Um, that's very interesting. Very interesting. So there's, there are, to simplify for me, there are different, uh, different bodies and phases in air traffic control that take you from level of altitude to level of altitude. Pretty much, yeah. And very then descending cool. as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. I know the difference before the lift uh, for the listeners. What's the difference between fixed wing aircraft and helicopters or rotary? Well, fixed wing is basically as a sound. You have you know just regular wings, and then helicopters, rotorcraft. Uh, you got the spinning blades. So that's a uh, pretty pretty self-explanatory on that one. Right. Um, but. A lot of different categories of planes out there. You got your seaplanes, uh, you know, your regular fixed wing. Uh, you got your hot air balloons. Balloons are a category in itself, which is really? kind of interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've never been up in Light, one. Lighter than air is what they're called. Yeah, hmm. but I've never been up in one. I don't know a balloon. That's uh, that's kind of sketchy for me. <laughs> yeah, it seems. I mean, it seems terrifying. To me. Don't pop, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does. It 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 has always seemed terrifying sure. to me. Um, one of the most well-known uh, pieces of footage was the crash of the Hindenburg mm -hmm. in New Jersey in 1930-something. Um, and I don't want to be morbid. However, they've done extensive books, documentation, and documentaries. Again, I'm a history guy on uh, aviation tragedies mishaps and things like that um talk about how aviation evolved through some of its from what you know uh through some of its blunders some of its you know greatest misses sure i mean un unfortunately you got to start somewhere right. so the first attempt might not be good in fact we just watched a documentary on i think it was the science channel just a, about a month ago about the 747, mm -hmm. and we can all recognize the 747, the big, the big boy with the four iconic, engines. You know? Iconic airport, yeah. And the trials and errors, right? To build the 747, I mean, it, they didn't know if it would ever ever fly. It's huge, right? And then there was problems with the original engines. I mean, but the dedication to keep it moving, the project moving was amazing. And today, it's one of the safest aircraft. Right. So, I mean. To think about the Wright brothers in the early 1900s to where we are today. Shout out I to mean, the Wright brothers. I mean, space travel, come on. Yes. From, from a, just a little biplane with a 
uh, little motor on it to space travel within a hundred years. That's amazing. Less than a hundred years. You know, there's people who believe that man didn't walk on the moon. I know. <laughs> space travel. You mean the Hollywood studio in California? Blah, I know. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just had S- satellites. Satellites. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to throw that in. We, there we had to get. Uh, we have to get satellites up there somehow. So. Right. Um. <laughs> I, I just like to uh, I just had to throw that in there because I think that that's it's one of those things that when I hear it it's it's so funny and strange because like you can literally watch it's documented history mm-hmm. all of the failures like we're talking about all of the misses that it took to get to be able to go to space to walk on the moon and to explore right. I mean, I, I think exploration is a beautiful thing, and I'm fascinated by things that I do not know. Sure. And think, you know, I'm always consistently trying to learn. And that's why I'm glad that we have this platform and we're able to do this because um, the average person does not know or has not met uh, a pilot or a future pilot and things like that and don't know those little intimacies. So it's so good to it's, – it's good to know that, you know. It's good to know that. Definitely. I mean, knowledge is endless. There's so much out there. Exactly. Uh, now, you mentioned acronyms, and you mentioned the uh, the one, I'm safe. I'm safe, right? yes. Now, now, hang on. Now, for the listeners, like, I, I want to, like, I'm going to read up on that. Okay. And, and do some more. I am going to do some homework here. Uh, break down that acronym for a brother so I can. All right. So, I'm safe. I is illness. Okay. M is medication. Uh, S is stress. Okay. A is alcohol. Right. F is fatigue. And E is eating or even emotions. Some people use emotions as well. Which, honestly, I mean, anybody could use this acronym every day. It's not just pilots. I mean, get up in the morning. How do you feel? Feel sick? You know, your medicines? <laughs> Look. That's the wokest statement of the day so far. The time is now 8.48 a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora. Um, eating or emotion? Yeah. What possible What possible factor could emotion play in a pilot's? How I, on earth what could emotion do? Well, what I mean, factor? again, reaction time, thinking fast, thinking outside the box in some scenarios. You know, if you're feeling depressed and down... That's not going to help your mental capability in certain scenarios. Um, then on the other side, you have you might be overly happy or overexcited, where you overthink things or you're overconfident, and you also miss, you know, thinking clearly. Um, part of aviation also consists of knowing different hazardous attitudes. And hazardous attitudes. Hazardous attitudes. Yeah. Um, these I'm not as good on as, as far as I'm safe, but one of them I'm is... I'm going back to writing, y'all. I, I'm writing this down. Yeah. <laughs> hazardous attitudes. Yes, hazardous attitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is, it could never happen to me. Ooh. Yes. Say that again. It, a, it could never happen to me. Ooh. Yes. Because it can. It always can. Always. That's a life one. Like you said, that's not even aviation. Mm-hmm. That's everyday life. That's just a life thing. Yep. It's quiet because I'm writing, you guys. It <laughs> never happened to me. There's smoke coming off of his notebook. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there another one? 
So it could never happen to me. Um, what else? Like, I can do it, you know, overconfidence. Um, what else? I'm trying to think here. I mean, that is. There's nothing I can do. That's another one. There's nothing I can do. You can always do something. That's, I think, a major one. Very major. Very major. I mean, av always something you can do. aviation, you have your checklist that you could revisit. You have your radio. I mean, if your radio goes out, then, you know, that's a different scenario. But you have your radio. Reach out to ACT on frequencies. Get help. You have your transponder that you can signal that you need help. So there's something that you can do. And then in life, you can always do something, you know? <laughs> exactly. You always can. Right. You can put up flags when nobody else does. Right. Um, when... When there's a um, when the, when there's a storm brewing, so thinking perhaps in the mind of an air traffic controller, which I'm not, uh, when there's a storm brewing, and flights are still scheduled to arrive, you know, you walk into the airport, it's cloudy out there, yeah. but there's no delay of your flight scheduled, mm -hmm. um, so things are going to go off on time. Um, that the weather the weather patterns have been thought out how far in advance like we're you know i mean forecasts they go out to you know like two days three days four days okay. so i mean constantly watching right i mean the response you, you prepare for it that's for sure right um and as far as air traffic control and delays sometimes you have to go into a holding pattern you know over a certain area before the storm clears the airport right um it can be a, a real mess no doubt about it but um and i see you brought some material Oh, yeah, this is just uh, my notebook and stuff. So. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. All right. Well, I was doing most of the writing because <laughs> you were doing most of the telling. <laughs> I'm safe. I really like that. Yeah, I'm I safe. I really like that. Um, the time is now 8.52 a.m., and you're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Um, I want to talk about drone photography mm -hmm. uh, and drone recording and things like that. Yes. With discussions on privacy and surveillance as well. Right. And parallel discussions on the citizen not being able to have craft of uh, drone. Maybe there's restrictions on a person having a drone if they live in an incorporated area or wherever the case may be. Sure. Where do you fall in that in that discussion first in the um surveillance part well you know i'm not a fan of uh you know government's overreach we will call it for this purpose but wh where do you fall in that discussion i just be smart i mean you know for me if i take my drone here to downtown Aurora, i'm obviously capturing the buildings in the city i mean you have some people trying to fly their drone next to the fourth of july fireworks i mean that that's not smart no okay to me, to me that's kind of dumb um regulations they're out there you know abide by them i mean they are the faa <laughs> right so i mean just just have common sense really i okay. mean unfortunately you know there's gonna be people that will get offended i'm i'm sure but i mean think about what you're doing before you take the aircraft up that's for sure somebody uh i bring that up because i saw and this was uh boy i i uh might have been last year i saw somebody a drone over one uh, over or near a police department in okay. uh, 
Not it wasn't in Aurora, somewhere in here in Kane County, in Aurora. Um, they got hit with a fine and some charges, you know, and there was a big thing about flying this drone directly over the police department. Like in an intrusive fashion, not capturing the area of which the police department just so happens to be in this shot. Right. Like, it was outside the windows and shit. Yeah. You know, like, scoping. And then you get people who are, oh, they're trying to take our rights away by not having us do. You mentioned be smart, mm-hmm. and I agree with that. And I wonder why p- people do that kind of thing, and, and that's why I ask about the regulations and stuff like that, because I think people with the drone technology are going to, by not being smart, mm. they're going to create more headaches yeah. and more regis- more um, uh, regulations and things like that by not being smart. It's cool technology. Like, yes, they're going to they're gonna make them take our toys away. I know. I, <laughs> I, I think one of my favorite lines is, don't abuse the privilege. I mean, yes, yes. I mean, it's, it's a privilege. It can be taken away. Yeah. Um, I mean, even people, you know, like natural disasters, they don't want you flying around natural disaster or emergency scenes. I mean, um, the Mason Temple fire last October. Yes. I mean, you had people flying their drones, you know, all over, you know, the Mason Temple. And it's like, you know, let the police, and I think it was, well, the police and fire department had their drone up, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Let, you know, let them do the work. You know, they have the responsibility here. I mean, just stay away. Stay yeah. away. Um, so, yeah, there's uh, now the police department uses drones. I, uh, from where I live, actually, interestingly enough, I one night saw uh, a few police vehicles and off, like with some drones at a location. They were obviously launching them from this one spot. Sure. To let them do their thing. It was pretty. I have to say, kind of felt like Red Dawn for a moment. It's kind of like, whoa, like, right? Mm-hmm. But um, people were, uh, the few people I told about it were of sex. They were like, we're living in a police state. I don't really see it that way. Yeah. I don't see it that way. I mean. Given the riots and everything and shit like that and trying to, I mean, this was also when a guy, uh, there was that shooting on uh, LaSalle Street, yeah. the helicopter was up. I don't see it as a police state. I see it as things that can help prevent and save lives and stop crimes. Right. I uh, mean, ultimately, the safety of the citizens, for sure. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I would want my town, ship, or city, or whatever the heck, to you know, invest monies to make things safe. And times, they are changing. you got to stay with it. Definitely. Where do you think the line is potentially able to be crossed? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. I mean, again, when I when I say be smart, it, it's really common sense. I mean, if it's if it's more for the media to capture, then I think that's something not right. I mean, sure. there's one thing to tell a story, but if it's to really, you know, cause chaos, or I think that's where the line's drawn. Where if it's if it's meant to cause chaos, that's where I think the line is drawn. Um, if the intention is to cause chaos. Right, right. Uh, the time is 8.57, and you're listening to Good Morning Aurora. We've been speaking to Mr. Joseph Weber, photographer and future pilot. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Don't count a brother out. Um, we gave a lot of shout-outs today. Uh, any Anybody we missed before we wrap up? <laughs> I gosh, I, I mentioned the Fox Valley developers. Yeah, I mentioned... 
Shout it out to your sister for the birthday. Yes, okay. and Gina Salamone and Marissa and Fernando at Lehman Tower, Randy. Um, oh, yes, uh, one more person. So Gene Brooks, he's a friend of mine from church. Okay. Huge impact on my photography, and I'm upset that I didn't mention him earlier. Gene Brooks um, is always sending me YouTube videos on some of the photographers that he likes, um, giving me recommendations. He's helped me with Adobe Lightroom and learning how to use that. Um, great guy. Appreciate your help. Appreciate your advice. I mean, I can't thank you enough, Gene. He's been absolutely amazing. So Shout out Gene Brooks. Yes. Shout out Gene Brooks. Uh, so we like to end the show on a positive note. What would you uh, what would you like to tell the folks of Aurora today to keep in the, the front part of their minds as we go into this Thursday? Oh, I well, you know, try to see the beauty in life. I mean, we could, you know, just, you know, nod at each other with a smile, say please, say thank you, open a door up for somebody. I mean, just just be positive. That's what I say. Be positive and see the good in others. Right. I appreciate that. Uh, we we uh, we second that emotion, like Smokey Robinson said. Uh, yeah, be positive. Um, I mean, you can catch more more bees with honey than you can with vinegar. You know, and uh, and to the point that you made, uh, I think it was one of the hazardous attitudes um you know there's nothing i can do there's always something you can do you know what i'm saying there's always something you can do so just continue to be the light in somebody else's life and also i want to say that um there is the blood drive that's coming up on the 28th and that's going to be at uh again 1904 east excuse me one east benton um and that's gonna be hosted by the illinois house democratic uh district 84 for state representative Stephanie Kipwitz is hosting that blood drive. So please come on out to that and donate if you can. Uh, if you or anybody would like to donate blood, please come out to that particular day. We've already posted, but we will reshare that post again. And also uh, donate to the food pantry if you're able to and look for ways to get involved in a positive fashion here in our wonderful city of Aurora. The time is now 9 o'clock a.m. You've been listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We're proud to have Mr. Weber on the show today, and we hope that you guys all have a safe, blessed, and positive Thursday, and we will see you back here tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. All right. Peace.